0: Hi, I'm Adam, and I'm RJ, and you're listening to the Dysfunctional Podcast. We're just a couple of gays that can't get enough of the D. Can we talk about a
1: net bedding? <laughs> West Des Moines, honey. West no. Metro Des Moines, honey.
0: No. no oh no Chives. No chimes. 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 I. Okay. Well. Okay. Here. Okay. 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 <laughs> You, know, you, you
1: know, how often I crave lobster bisque, and the fact that you have never brought it. In. You do, Alice and Jamie, and lobster bisque like that. Oh, I forgot you to <gasps> Oh my God, I love that! I never had a father figure.
0: Bon, bonjour. Uh today we are eating out. Did you say suzay instead of today? Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday. Today we are eating our... uh, uh, Er, Yer. Pano au chocolat from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. I'm going to give you a a nice uh, clip of me biting into the soft... Yeah, it's been a while since
1: we've eaten on the pod, so I guess now that we have our good, new, nice mics, it'll sound Mm. Mm. even worse or better, depending on how you feel about listening Mm. to people eat.
0: Just sounds... It just... I'm taken back to le patisserie.
1: And these are from Whole Foods? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's.
0: Trader Jacques. It would be Jean. Trader Jean. I think. Frere Jean. Or... Uh let me, let me just washed down my gullet what's been keeping you up what's been um huh? keeping you going
1: oh keeping me going mm-hmm. it's hot mm. um just really spending time
0: with your ooey gooey butter cake with ice my cream. ooey
1: gooey jenny's ice cream butter cake so and i was <laughs> eating the pint of jenny's ice cream and then rj like got up to go to the kitchen and i took a bite and then I handed him the carton and I was like, you have to take this away from me or I will finish the pint. <laughs> and I had like, I was halfway in and I had yeah. started maybe like five minutes. Five minutes.
0: Truly. We were in the middle of a little wacky rice.
1: Was it wacky races or was it Scooby? Scooby,
0: It was wacky races. Mm. And I got up to just like get water. And then when I came back down, came back down.
1: Yeah. From our kitchen <laughs> from upstairs. Our kitchen
0: upstairs when he came back to the chair, you were like, take this away from me, please. A true sign of weakness, like Adam was like, I cannot do this. That's the power it has Yeah. over me. And we were trying to figure out why. I mean, obviously it's because the cake is so good. It's just so buttery. The ice cream is a cream cheese base.
1: And it has like a butterscotch swirl.
0: I, like, I mean like, my God. Jennys, you've done it again. So great job, Jennys! All right.
1: Constantly raising the bar, Jester, you've done <laughs> it again.
0: So let's do some network news. Not a bit network. Is it its um, peak. peak? It's pinnacle. High. Pinnacle. So the pinnacle fish fry. Um, so Harry Potter and the Anxious Millennials. We just released the latest episode. Nicholas Flamel. Nicolas Nicola, Flamel.
1: It's Nicola. Nicola Flamel.
0: I just remember how Emma Watson says, Nicholas Femell.
1: Nicholas Femell.
0: Nicholas Femell. Who's Nicholas Femell?
1: You know, Nicholas Femell was a real person.
0: Mm-hmm. What I really liked about this episode was sure. this was the episode.
1: Yeah, give me your notes live on the pod.
0: <laughs> was While you were recording this specific episode, it was when J.K. Rowling tweeted Had all lost of her those mind. tweets. Mm-hmm. Yes, was when she fully was like, Turf, 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 turf. Yeah. <laughs> and just listening to you try to focus on the episode, but all three of you are just like, why is she doing this? Yeah. What's wrong with her? We I had to edit out lines.
1: a lot of just like arbitrary conversation that we had surrounding. Well, so some of it. For, for the listeners of both pods, <laughs> I'll give you a glimpse into what happens. So I try to keep the episodes at least under an hour, if not under 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. T- famously it's the shortest podcast on the not event <laughs> network <laughs> although i did say yesterday that if we if you edited this one to just be about the topic that we choose each week for dpod then it would be a 15 minute oh podcast. absolutely
0: yeah <laughs> but i i that's why i always feel like we have to like fill it in with nonsense
1: um but so i edit out a lot of like conversation that w- it'll be like a 70 80 minute recording so i edited like half of it out and a lot of the conversation is just like we start 10 minutes up top and we're like hi how are you da, da, da. it's just like yeah checking, catch up good. yeah and then um there's like always random conversation where we end up talking about later books
0: later books um later memories films, from your childhood memories
1: from childhood <laughs> middle school yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i edit out a lot of that stuff if it if it doesn't pertain to like the book necessarily that we're in Um, or if it's, if it's not too long that I'll leave it in, Mm -hmm. but if it's, if it goes on forever, I'll take it out.
0: I mean, you guys have recorded the full season already, so it's just you editing it, but I'm sure everyone is waiting with bated breath. Like when are they going to start talking about JK? I know. Well, it's funny because,
1: so we were so backlogged on episodes.
0: You did like two a week during quarantine we
1: did two a week and we didn't start releasing episodes until we had like like four made i think four or five made this episode that just came out it was during the episode where Allie was like oh i want us to start doing this thing in response to like jk plus the black lives Mm -hmm. matter movement so now so like in the timeline of when we started putting those in is like when we were recording nicholas so if you can think about like how Where long it's are. been yeah
0: <laughs> resident services is still going strong we are coming up to our sixth episode um releasing tomorrow by the time you hear this or when this is posted um we discussed my birthday because i had a, a fabulous birthday in my animal crossing island um What'll be fun was is that by the time you listen to the 7th n- episode of Resident Services that's when we will have finally figured out how to do Zoom recordings correctly where the microphone quality will be so much better. Yeah,
1: for HP <laughs> keep an eye out for the 3rd episode of season 2.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is when the quality will just yeah, magically get better. <laughs> change um so we have that coming up and that's been fun we're getting a ton ton of reviews um we've been doing like island hangs every weekend every sunday during firework season so that's also been fun showgaze we released 1776 we are coming up to our next episode and it's going to be
1: the end of august will be burlesque
0: yes show a little more show a little less
1: Why would you say show a little more, show a little less?
0: Show a little more of your body. Show a little less of the clothing that you're wearing because this is burlesque. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about burlesque. It is so... I I can't even say it's like a badly made movie because it's not. Like, it's pretty well made. It's just... It's going to be fun. It's, um... A moment. It's a it's a whole gag. If you're a fan of movie musicals, showcase is another um, podcast that you should listen to. Um, Pick it up. Pick up burlesque now. So by the time the episode comes out at the end of the month, you'll be ready for our discussion.
1: Show a little less.
0: Yes, because it's like they're playing with opposites. Add
1: a little smoke. Welcome to burlesque.
0: burlesque. Great. Cannot wait.
1: And famously, less and burlesque don't rhyme technically
0: this is there's like a technical
1: term for rhymes that aren't actually are close but not quite there mm. i don't remember what it's called
0: and finally we have single writer podcast which um we will be rec- uh casey and i will be recording this week so that should be released next week
1: and yeah. the most recent episode with was with Joey for Dem- for you all so that's dom it. corona and jumbo sub absolutely. Ah!
0: <laughs> and I, oh, oh, uh-huh. um, so what <laughs> that was me gasping oh it
1: didn't, it. didn't sound mm. like that
0: um anyway those are our updates for not a bit network that's fun for our uh, network news so let's get into our top peaks. are you ready i'm ready okay well queen she truly did it again constantly raising the bar for yes. us hive <laughs>
1: Don Han, doing it again. <laughs>
0: no, girl, we're doing Blackest King first.
1: I know. That was the joke, oh. stupid. Stupa. Stupa. Stupa bish. Hold on. Let me not yell. If you don't. If you don't like Beyonce, you can just skip to the next segment. <laughs> because what you are going to hear
0: is nothing, is but, nothing praise.
1: but praise for our queen. The queen. Beyonce. Our president, daughter of Tina, (laughs) daughter of Tina,
0: sister of Solange, mother
1: of Blue, of Blue,
0: Sir Sir and and Rumi. Rumi.
1: Yeah,
0: I love that this film was for Sir.
1: I love that it (laughs) exists. Was everything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I love that it's the mother I never had. (laughs) no i just loved um i mean which how
0: so the way that she tackled this new film is that she uses the music of the gift the gift the album that she released with the lion king and basically she tells her own version of a story of the lion king like it's essentially like a prince that has to rise up to His destiny to become the king, right? But infused with it are all these amazing messages of like just like Afro, like just like Black pride, Mm -hmm. Um, very much rooted into like it's for
1: like the diaspora. Yes, yeah. Ugh, it's so
0: good. It's so good. That's it. That's the end. It's great. Black is king. I how gag do you so i feel like these next these two films that we're talking about today it couldn't such, be more different couldn't be more different but there's such a gag that they're on disney plus like if you think about it yeah. at the end of the day these two films i feel like would not exist in a disney plus of a different time
1: yep that's true
0: and i think
1: the disney plus of november <laughs> That different time.
0: Yeah, the Disney Plus of Noel would not have Black as king mm-hmm. and Howard.
1: No, <laughs> I think it's just where where the the company, do, yeah, the royal company, <laughs> the royal we. <laughs> it looks like they're trying to slowly but surely trudge out of the uh, the very. Well, homogenized family friendly product mm-hmm. that they build themselves as um i mean obviously 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 obviously
0: obviously obviously
1: um my favorite musical obviously <laughs> obviously um since obviously since Walt, mm-hmm. but like really cemented in the 90s yeah. and like early 2000s was just I mean, like home this, video like, and i don't want to say like not be family friendly because like none of what we watched was not family friendly but just mm-hmm. like expand the horizon of what family friendly yes. is um for the company which is smart i mean they need to do it you we need to tell you know black stories it's the black is king is
0: is like it's it, it's
1: lion king but it's for it's for um black children like black children yeah absolutely who are who are happen to live in families like <laughs> yeah hello hello um, Howard is just the story of a guy who was really good at his work and mm-hmm. happened to have his life cut short by a disease that we still don't have a cure for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In the wave of like 90s and early 2000s of like defining what is considered family friendly as like a white blank, you know, like carbon copy Xerox content um i think we give disney a lot of crap for being late to that game obviously but it's like at the end of the day and
1: deservedly so they did not put a black character in a film until *Princess and the frog yeah so like let's drag that right (laughs) that was
0: 2009 and that's the thing like a lot of (laughs) obviously a lot of fans too are like you know like switching princess and the frog for splash mountain like it's such a reaction all of these things are reactions but it's like, I, I don't know.
1: It only feels shocking because there it's because it's taken so long for them to do. They this all should have happened. Princess Splash Mountain should have been turned into something else years ago. Yeah, it should. I mean, also when you think about, we've never really talked about this on the pod, so mm-hmm. let's just get into it very quickly. <laughs> so Splash Mountain turning into they should turn
0: into a Blackest King ride. <laughs>
1: Honey. Honey. <laughs> honey. Um, turning into Princess and the Frog, um, let's let's look at specifically Disneyland out mm-hmm. in California. So when you walk through New Orleans Square, oh. you have Pirates of the Caribbean, you have the three restaurants, yep. and then you have um, Haunted Mansion, yep. and then right next to the Haunted Mansion is Splash Mountain. Is Splash Mountain. Now, Splash Mountain obviously is set um, in like, georgia because mm-hmm. it's set in the deep south um so kind of it makes sense and then that that becomes your way into critter country mm-hmm. fine now it is right next to haunted mansion like mm-hmm. like you look around the corner from the you mansion see, and yeah. you can see the logs yeah. okay so i don't understand why like they, is their
0: mansion in new orleans
1: yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's right there. Just 2009, this would have been a perfect time to be like, look what we're going to do. Yeah. I have seen people online be a little annoyed about Walt Disney World's changing because the transition will not be as seamless, Mm -hmm. obviously, because you go all the way through the run to your land and you're on your way to Big Thunder and then you'll just have New Orleans, which fine. But if you really think about it, Georgia didn't make any sense there either. Yeah. So
0: it's like the Wild West. (laughs) The deep Mm -hmm. south. Uh It's that idea of like, oh, they're all the same. I'm like, no, girl.
1: Yeah, no. I'm very excited for the idea. It's not going to change the layout of the ride. You're still going to have your drop, which I know is what really everybody likes about that ride. Mm -hmm. Or all, I shouldn't say everybody. The general public just loves a water ride with a drop. Yeah. So, GP, two lagoons got two. Right. (laughs) They'll be fine. Your Disney fans, I understand.
0: No, don't give. No, I don't even. Don't give him anything.
1: I don't really get it. No. My only complaint is I want her to have her own original thing. I didn't want it to be a layover. Yeah. Because I respect. Put some respect on her name. Yeah. Tiana. But. Tiana. Not
0: Tiana. Not Tiana Taylor. Who (laughs) never paid Mickey Blanco. Anyway, (laughs) Black is king. I don't know what we're
1: talking about. (laughs)
0: Um, Black is king. Here's the thing that I love about Black is King is that Beyonce was fully like, "Hello, Robert, Robert Iger, you want me to be a voice in this? I want to."
1: Yeah, I have to do a visual album.
0: I have. I want to do yes. Like she was very much like, "This is my brand now. I do mm-hmm. this."
1: Because her last one, not Lemonade, the, the Carters, one after that, the Carters. Oh, I'm thinking of. Oh, I'm thinking of um. Um, Beachella. Beachella. That Homecoming. was on Netflix. Yep. Correct? Okay. You can continue.
0: Okay. Sorry. I was just saying like it's, I, I think that to get content like this, we need these big stars to be able to like foot, put their foot down and say like, this is what I want to do. Like this is the impact I want to make in your new streaming service. Yeah. Like I want to be able to provide this for people. Yeah, for kids, for my kids growing up. Yeah. And I think that's that's ultimately what it's going to take to kind of break the cycle of like not having representation. Like mm-hmm. we need these big names to be like
1: It's so exciting.
0: It's going to take these big names to kind of stand up for us. Yeah. Katori Hall, she wrote the book to Tina the Musical. She wrote she she's the showrunner for P Valley. Mhm. But she had, and when she was interviewed, been in Keep It, she had like this amazing line that it was, she was just like, existence is resistance. The fact that you exist in media is the way to mm-hmm. fight stereotypes and fight um, bad res- representations of ourselves. Like, even after watching Disclosure, it's like existence that trans characters created by trans creators is resistance to take away all the bad stigma that people have for trains.
1: Well, lives. and also that was another great thing they said in disclosure was like they it's, it's going to be OK if there's some bad. not so great yes. representation because is if you have just more representation yeah. across the board. Will accept that easier if it's not the only representation we're getting, yeah. and it's very paltry at that.
0: It's truly, it's like Will and Grace. It's the um, looking. It's like yes, it looking very was, looking. Looking was not perfect at all, but no. it's like because that was the only one. Yep. everyone expected everyone looking mm-hmm. to be perfect. Yep. and it's like it has to represent all all the community. LGBTQ.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nope. exactly. Uh, perfect. That's amazing. So
0: black is king. Existence is resistance. Can we now discuss- that we've talked about the social like? Uh, yes. the social importance of black is mm-hmm. king let's actually talk about the film <laughs> not splash mountain visual queen beyonce
1: what is your favorite look
0: uh where she's like in like the bathrobe looking like she, the robe mhm love the robe look
1: we love a robe
0: you're going to say the hat
1: i'm going to say the hat the yeah. big like lace hat i think a formative moment of me in my gay youth was that moment when in Titanic, when the like you see her look up at the boat and the, it's like the hat, the hat, the hat, then the brim, then the yes. eyes. Like there's something about like,
0: I mean, talk uh, about, I don't talk, know what it is. Talk about queer canon, like
1: hats, hats, hats are queer. <laughs> yes,
0: Specifically large brimmed female hats.
1: Yes. Hello, Dolly.
0: Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, also, like, just the way her body looks every time she's in the, on the beach dancing. Like, just... Ugh. Beyonce. I also love the look of the choir. Her and oh, the choir.
1: the acapella mm-hmm. mom before spirit. spirit. Oh, my God. That was when I
0: was like, okay, now I understand why people are like, Kanye, sun, Sunday service. Like, well, Beyonce, I could do that for Beyonce. Beyonce also...
1: Oh, 100%. Beyonce... Loves to do this thing where she will remind you that she is singing live. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! So like that was very That was a clear indicator. She's done it before in concerts. Well, she'll just like riff for like three minutes just to just to prove a point. It's so good. I love this woman. (sighs)
0: Such good visuals. Um, the Kelly Rowland of it all loved.
1: Can we talk about um
0: (laughs) the Lupita of it all? Ah, what's that song called? Brown skin girl. Brown skin girl. This is your favorite song.
1: This is this is the one of the best songs I think she's ever yeah. done. Yeah. I was like crying mm-hmm. during it. It's so good. Blue is so happy. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so important. Yeah. Ugh. And so, then
1: Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm.
0: So in Brown Skin Girl, oh. in that scene where they're all dancing, like the like ballet dancers, and mm-hmm. like the guy is walking around all of them. Mm-hmm. Those are all different. They're not all just African. They're all different. Like they're South Asian, Southeast Asian. Oh. Like, yeah.
1: Because that was the like ballroom yes, sequence. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, mm-hmm. the like debutante ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Mood Forever also is so good. Just like Jay Z, just like. I love when Beyonce uses Jay-Z as just like a figure it truly just like as a trophy husband. It's like Here, look who she
1: uses him like men use like Nicki Minaj in yeah. a song. Like it's so good.
0: And you he looks so happy doing Ugh. it because she, you can actually see in the video how much he loves seeing Beyonce like Thrive. fully yes be her.
1: Be her. Yeah. Yes. Be y honey.
0: <sighs> Black is king,
1: and Beyonce is queen.
0: I. What's sad is that Black is king is probably gonna lose the Emmy to like James Corden's Carpool Karaoke <laughs> <laughs> again, just like she lost Homecoming. I know. I will say this made me want to watch Homecoming again because I think Homecoming is still so good to just like see the craft mm-hmm. and the work. Any other final words with Black is King?
1: I just keep waiting. I
0: Like, at some point,
1: I know that there, there has to be an end, right? Like, I can't just keep getting incredible piece after incredible piece after incredible piece. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to have to be, she has to trip and fall at some point. And I keep like being like, all right, this is probably going to be it. And it just keeps not happening. And I'm like, maybe she is perfect. Yeah. (laughs) And let me be clear her tripping and falling is still better than most people's like best. So
0: here's what I say. If Beyonce, this Mm. is, I'm putting this out here in the universe. If Beyonce can topple Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, then I truly will believe that she has, she is the supreme because no one in like 20 something years has Mm -hmm. ever taken down Mariah Carey's all Want for Christmas is you.
1: Yeah. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's Beyonce's gig. It's not
0: Beyonce's brand, but could you imagine if she did a holiday album and it's like, I feel like it's like a general rule. Honestly, it's like too commercial for her at this point. It's a general rule in the pop world to be like, that's Mariah's gig. She can have
1: that. Maybe Maybe Mariah will like, maybe it's a collab.
0: Yeah. So Yes. Black is King. Black Parade. Always streaming.
1: And listen to our Dream Girls episode on Showcase.
0: <laughs> and all you got to do is Dream Baby. We'll be there. What is your favorite Beyonce as actress moment? Is it Dream Girls? I love Goldmember, so I'm gonna say. I've Goldmember. never seen Gold Member. So she is so funny in it. Mm. Obsessed.
1: <laughs> oh my god, stop. <laughs> I've never seen Cadillac records. Didn't hear great things. But I've never seen Cadillac records.
0: Yeah, Etta James was like, no. Yeah. Etta James, Etta Fitzgerald. Etta James. Etta James.
1: Ella Fitzgerald.
0: Ella Fitzgerald. Girl, hula. The- Etta who- Fitzgerald. Who is Etta Who's Fitzgerald? Whose grandma is that? <laughs> Blackest is King is now streaming on Disney Plus. Make sure you check it out wherever you find your Disney Pluses. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back where we talk about Howard. Ashman, not Duck. Howard the. We also watched, well, we were supposed to just watch one documentary, but someone in this house made me watch two. So we watched a newly released documentary on Disney Plus, even though it's been released. The movie has been out since 2018. Howard, a documentary by... Don, Don Hahn, Don Hahn, who also created the documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty. Um, Howard Ashman, if you don't know, is a lyricist Mm -hmm. who originally started on Broadway and then worked um, in Disney animation, brought you favorite hits such as Aladdin, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. This
1: this episode is called Put Some Respect on Their Names. Is that our title? Yeah, yeah. Yeah
0: um beyond sard
1: no. how on say how on say <laughs> is it the sh- disney renaissance could not have happened without howard ashman yeah um
0: and is it a little sad that like he's it's not that he's forgotten but definitely like because alan lived he alan is alan is the legacy yeah. of disney renaissance
1: and Alan's great, and yes, I am ab- not absolutely. taking anything away from Alan yes, Menken. Absolutely. Um, The tragedy, obviously, being that Howard probably had so many more ideas he could have helped create.
0: Yeah. Howard did his, like, what, senior thesis to the Snow Queen by oh, Hans yeah, yeah. Christian mm-hmm. Anderson. Also not going to take away from the Anderson Lopez's. Yeah. But could you imagine a Howard Ashman frozen to come like sometime in like early two thousands. Like it could have been then
1: his lyrics are so good. Um, obviously the one everyone goes to is Prince Ali. The like, just the the actual
0: lyricism,
1: the lyricism of the end of Prince Ali when it talks about (laughs) everything that he's bringing with him in the parade. But the simplicity of, Bell mm-hmm. being like a six minute opening song intro to the story. the idea for Sebastian to be a Jamaican crab. I mean, to get not even the Disney of it all, but like the idea for Smile and little shop and just those ideas of like small, small intimate theater. Which I think is something that you and I really connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so sad that he died when he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very hard to watch the when like his partner was talking about how they had built this house together. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't even like really use it because they had no, he, they they knew they had no future mm-hmm. because he was going to pass away. Um, and they like the living room became his like hospital room mm-hmm. and like.
0: IVs. Yeah.
1: And then they all had to go to the hospital in the city all the time. And um the moment in the documentary where they talk about how he received his diagnosis the same day that they went to the 92nd street why yeah Mm -hmm. and in the they play a clip of it and in it she's like do you have any future projects in the works and he's like nope and you can just uh, it fee it feels obviously you have no idea but it feels like you can hear him just like
0: have no collapsing
1: yeah um that being said um I thought it was an, a great documentary. I
0: thought so too.
1: Um, I think it's actually better than Waking Sleeping Beauty. I, I, I yeah. love Waking Sleeping Beauty. So,
0: Adam made me watch Waking Sleeping Beauty afterwards, and I def it like because it had a strong point of view of someone's story, mm-hmm. it was definitely like a clear path, and you're supposed to follow along what you should. I think, like, Waking Sleeping Beauty, Don wanted a strong, like, it almost felt like he was the kind of like. You're following along the journey that I had when I was there. Yeah. But it was kind of like going in and out because Mm. just of all the politics that was happening at Walt Disney at the time.
1: And there's really no emotional linchpin. Whereas obviously with Howard, there is.
0: Yeah. I think what I I loved about Howard is Mm -hmm. that started in the theater, like truly just like just like us. (laughs) Just and like even when he was talking about like opening up his theater in New York, like I was like. That is what I wanted Impulse Project to be. That's what I want to be able to do. Like in a perfect world, mm-hmm. we would turn some weird like top floor of a laundromat into like a a, 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 a theater mm-hmm. where you would do like these like crazy creative things. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that he translated all of that same energy into um, movies was really it was just an interesting story because like he was burned by Broadway and commercialization. Mm-hmm. Like his, his ideas didn't translate to that. Yep. But for some reason it translated into the animated films because there is a sense of whimsy that you could kind of relate to that same sense of like playfulness and whimsy that he had in his like tiny black box mm-hmm. off, off Broadway, which was just like so cool to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. I also don't think that we would have had an episode of this podcast about wishing songs if not for oh Howard. Oh my
0: Aspen. god, that was the only thing I could think about the entire time when the animators were like, they had to, he had to explain to us mm-hmm. what a wanting song is. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that, mm-hmm. and now it's like a staple, a cornerstone of animated of films. Disney
1: animated films. Mm-hmm.
0: It's crazy. Like yep. she, he literally had to be like, yes, this is this is how this is how storytelling works. Yep, you need to know what. You, they're fighting for
1: yep um like the the moment they talk about with mermaid where they jeffrey katzenberg wanted to cut part of your world because it didn't test well yeah. with like little kids and they were like but you it's, and howard was like it ha you have to have it and then they talk about in wakings of beauty that glenn as well who it's obviously just, animated ariel was like yeah it's, it's
0: like they you could tell that his influence by kind of re grounding everyone with just basic storytelling that works in theater that he's trying to translate into animation. Mm-hmm. Without that, we would not have Anderson Lopez's. We mm-hmm. would not have Jennifer Lee's. Like we would not have that like idea of how to kind of tell the story. Mm-hmm. Especially it was just it felt like such an impossible task because in the the when Howard was it it was like Disney is booming. Disney is making so much money. Mm-hmm. Michael Eisner just wants to like be the biggest company in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to fight all these things of like they don't care about animation right now. <laughs> They're only stringing you along because they have to. Because Can we
1: get into Waking Sleeping Beauty a little bit? Yeah, they do. They do have like common threads. Yes, um, there are clips that are used in both documentaries. Um, I love Waking Sleeping Beauty because. It's such a, it's such it's a very good, it's a very honest documentary about what was happening mm-hmm. within the company at the time. Obviously, it's really only the animation perspective. They mm-hmm. don't really get into, like, the theme parks of it all or, like, live action anything. Like, they, it's really just focused on animation. Um, But it is that period of time from Black Cauldron released in 84 all the way up to Lion King released in 94 and mm-hmm. how the company, like... Went from nearly being bought and sold for parts yep, to Lion King becoming the, the biggest, <laughs> the movie highest movie. grossing animated yeah. film of all time up until Frozen. Um,
0: you saw Black Cauldron.
1: I have seen Black Cauldron. I've never seen like an official, like I haven't seen it on Disney Plus. I saw it on like YouTube
0: oh. in college
1: because somebody had uploaded it and Disney didn't care enough to like have them take it down. <laughs> That's how much they don't care about this film. Yeah. The documentary is really fascinating. And what's really crazy is like all of the names that if you like Disney animation, that just like were there all at the same time. Like, I know we don't want to talk about it, but like John Lasseter being there at the same time as Tim Burton at the same time as Frank and Ollie, like two of the original nine old men from Walt's days. Like it was just like this absolute like specific time and place mm-hmm. that you had to be and everyone became like a star yeah um glenn Keane being the, like it just like every it's so crazy to watch it's just like
0: uh, you could tell that it was such a like yeah like a little microcosm of just the microcosm history, yeah of the history of this company
1: yeah both documentaries are really well done they're really understandable you do not have to be like a disney person no. or a disney animated person to really understand what's happening they're so well explained um howard i think is just done i think it's just a little well a little bit more polished
0: yeah because it's there's love in it
1: there's love in it and it's it's a singular story mm-hmm.
0: um there was no like video interview which was really no there were no
1: talking heads yeah. the only talking heads i think happened from like archival, archival footage yeah. Um, with like interviews with Howard from like Disney new, from different new stuff. Yeah. Did you cry? I
0: did cry. So there was a moment in Howard when he was telling, it was finally time for him. They had won the Oscar for Little Mermaid.
1: I think this, I think it's the same.
0: He finally, he won the Oscar for part of your world. And in the governor's ball, he like told Alan, like, when all of this is done, when I, we have to go back home, I want to tell you something. And Alan was fully like, he's going to say he doesn't want to work with me anymore. Like, this is done. This mm-hmm. is the pinnacle. Because they were kind of talking about how hard it was to get to part of your world. Mm-hmm. And at the time they were working on Aladdin, it just wasn't, It, it like, it was just hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Howard says, I'm sick. He says he's H- he has HIV, but he I think he just says I'm sick and that I'm dying and mm-hmm. that... And just like the hurt of like all of the team that they decided to tell. So like the different producers of of the films Mm -hmm. when they were kind of like saying like, why didn't you just tell us? And he was fully like, because it's AIDS. Because if I tell you, I don't know. Like Disney will fire mm -hmm. us. Yeah, That hurt a lot.
1: It was really sad. I think that I cried so hard because Alan gets choked up when he talks about it. And then I think the other time that was really sad was like when they talk about how they went to say goodbye to him in the hospital room after the screening of Beauty and the Beast at the New York Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once he passes away, Alan has that moment where he was like, I had a dream that I saw him and I picked him up. Um, And then that was the day that was the morning he died. And like,
0: isn't it crazy that Alan Mankin is like
1: a spiritualist?
0: <laughs> like it's just, just throughout this movie, like there was just like a sense of like Alan Mankin is the like without Howard, I would not be who I am today. Mm-hmm. Like he was the one who kept pushing me to try mm-hmm. things and to make me better. It's just crazy to think about that, like the man, the person in charge of like like you, what you could say most of the world's like major memories of childhood is yeah. because of this yeah. gay man
1: mm-hmm.
0: who was like on his deathbed.
1: Yep. I'm going to cry again thinking about <laughs> it. I'm not even kidding. It's so good.
0: It's so good. So cool. It's not
1: long. It's like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. Man, I want to do that musical smile. I want to do that so bad.
1: I want to read it. Yeah,
0: I mean, come on. A campy, like. It
1: feels like gorgeous.
0: Yeah, a campy beauty pageant musical. Come on. Also, we need to watch Little Chef of Wars. Like, it's actually. I know. It's a sin that we have not seen it yet. I know. I saw it when I was very little, but I don't remember much. Of it I didn't know it was, was
1: based on terrifying. a real movie.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that either. That was interesting. I was kind of thinking like that was his way of getting into these stories. It's like, I remember these stories when I was little. Mm-hmm. I remember the movie little shop.
1: Can we talk about how anytime Howard brought up Peter Pan so much? So, oh and my God. this <laughs> just goes back to my whole thing that Disney gays love Peter Pan. Yeah. And that's why I can't say Peter Pan's my favorite anymore. And I then he said Pinocchio. Pinocchio. And then he said <laughs> Pinocchio. And I was like, very good very
0: thank good. you i uh, the last thing i'll say about howard is that there's a scene where he is talking to the animators about little mermaid and he's giving the pitch of the music like he's presenting the music of what he's what he and glenn is working the around.
1: joke of part and of your he, world
0: yes and he plays so- part of your world and the entire time i was like this is walt giving the it's a magic wishing apple speech oh to- yeah to the animators
1: it's a magic wishing him Like hippo. this is yeah. like,
0: and I think, like Roy was like, I don't want to throw around the word that like he was like Walt because that's obviously no. We should not be doing that anymore. We don't need to like he was very much world. like we shouldn't be doing that anymore. Yeah. But there was a way in which Howard just like controlled and like carried a room mm-hmm. that everyone wanted to to work for him. Yeah. Like everyone wanted to help mm-hmm. him. And just, I mean, just the power of gay men, you know, also, confident the, gay men. Also, the joke
1: that they confident gay men from they IU. talk about the directors talk about in, um, uh, John Musker and Ron Clements, where they were like, so Howard came in and he was like, let's just say, let's just say there's a song. It's let's say it's called Party World. It could be called anything. Let's just say <laughs> let's it's let's called say it's Party part world. world. Like the way, <laughs> the way <laughs> I feel like I sometimes <laughs> do the same thing, where like. I say my idea as if it's like, I haven't really thought about this, but like, <laughs> like it's all I've thought about. And if you don't choose what I'm saying, I'm going to get really mad about it. But I I say it in the most offhand way.
0: Is that like a Let's gay tactic? Say. It feels like a queer tactic, doesn't it? Like, because... Because you don't want to ruffle feathers. You don't want to ruffle feathers, but also like, we as as queer youth I feel like all we do is obsess and think and like uh-huh. dream and plan uh-huh. so that when you give those nuggets somebody away, at you're work you're not actually like, you're saying like I've actually fully thought about this whole somebody thing. at
1: work was like why do you gay guys know so much and I was like <laughs> that's all we I have. don't know I truly don't I I would love to find out and the. Obviously, what am I saying? This is not every single gay <laughs> man on earth,
0: but there is a there is some weird thread of like I mean like obsessing about it. Yes, thing. I mean I joke about American Idol season three all the time, but because that was the first season I ever saw, I obsessed about all the you stats, got in the weeds about it, all the singers, all the songs. Yeah, that we chosen. know. chosen. <laughs> Diana DeGarmo, season two finalist. Season three. I
1: mean, hello, walking through Magic Kingdom with me is an absolute nightmare. A uh, true nightmare.
0: Yeah, that, Unless it's your first time. That's you fun. know, a dead window every day, which baby you know, the voice you're hearing. Oh my god. Anyway, go watch Howard. Mel Blank, Cousin Orville. <laughs> Famous Looney Tune. Looney Tunes. Famous Looney Tunes. Mostly. So yes, make sure you stream Howard on Disney Plus wherever you get your Disney Plus. It's time for everyone's favorite. What's the D?
1: So Disney.
0: My D is the pasta making pasta roller <laughs> that your mother gave me for my birthday.
1: We're still doing non-Disney D. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. We're still in quarantine. Thank you, Nan, for the pasta roller. I made my first fettuccine yesterday. Adam said it was a little too thick, but you know what? It's <sighs> I not just about said it. could have gone... it's...
1: <sighs> I just won't give you any notes.
0: No, you can give me. I'm just being coy. Um, loved it. It was so much fun to do it. it. I had so much fun rolling that pasta.
1: Which is so funny because going into it, you were like, ah, oh, it's so it's gonna much be work. So much
0: work. It's really not that much work. You make your well. You make your dough. Let it rest, and then start rolling. Yeah. Done. Anyway, I'm excited to turn.
1: Never my- buying pasta again. Well, yeah. that's it. What if I say that? So that's my D. What Here you, go, you gotta Then you gotta get into like doing the shapes.
0: Doing shapes, doing different flavors. So like oh, spinach yeah. pasta.
1: Spinach pasta. I think
0: we're gonna try a chili chili linguini for like ramen or like stir fries. Sure. So that's my D is the pasta roller extension that I got from my birthday from my mother in law. Thank you. Adam, what is your D this week? So Epcot is
1: going through A moment. A moment, a change. She's kind of moving on. She's reached menopause. She's going through the change. The future world, as we know it, potentially (laughs) will be changing. Uh Right? Like they said that at D23. Here's what I think will be the hardest thing for me to lose. Because I'm assuming we're going to lose this at some point. The Future World BGM is the best BGM in all of Walt Disney parks and resorts. Yeah. Period. Point blank. The end. Mm-hmm. It is so good. It is absolutely a bop. Um, every song leaves you feeling, and it's not even, it doesn't even feel like a specific time. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it was the 90s when that loop came out, but there's nothing like very 90s about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, the music is so good i have heard it a lot lately and that's all i'll say um but i really appreciate it and i know that at some point we will be losing it because change is coming and that's fine and i totally understand and luckily we live in an age of youtube where all bgm is already there just waiting to be listened to um But I just want to give a shout out to Miss Future World and her BGM, her background music, for those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, Um, because it is so good. Play it while you're working, play it while you're at the gym, play it while you're on a drive, play it everywhere because it will leave you feeling inspired.
0: Wow. And that's Adam's D this week, BGM. Let's close the show. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dysfunctional Podcast. You can find us at the D Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. We are part of the Not a Bit Network, so make sure you follow Not a Bit Network on Instagram to see all of our other shows. Um, we have a review.
1: This is from Lizzie S underscore nine fourteen. Living out of state, not in Florida, lol, makes for a lot of Disney FOMO, and you know what helps the Dysfunctional Podcast. I always look forward to new episodes and end up laughing along with RJ and Adam, usually pretending we are all laughing together on the people mover, drinking flutes of champagne. Can you, can we hold, let me pause right here.
0: <laughs> are you allowed to do that? This
1: is, that is the first upcharge event I would ever do. If Absolutely. they were like, drink spend, around the people mover. Drink around the people mover. You don't get off. You just keep going. Um, If you need to get off to go to the bathroom, you obviously can, yeah. but like. you just like they sell as many tickets as there are cars yeah and then you just like every time you're in the station they're like do you need a refill yeah and you're like yeah i need another mimosa amazing could you i'm giving this away for free that would be i listen that i would pay a hundred i would pay another admission fee on top of that i'm not even kidding okay I'm literally that meme about podcasts where someone laughing with two people on a poster. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they're reviewing a movie or show that I've never seen, but it's still so entertaining. If you need a little Disney fix, a good laugh, and you happen to be a millennial, you will surely love this pod as much as I do. Best part of each episode is when they talk about their D- love a good d
0: honey me too i said i like <laughs>
1: samantha yeah uh thanks for the hours of entertainment especially during these wild times thank
0: you lizzie that was so nice what it's, is the
1: what is the headline
0: in these wild times you sometimes just need a little d
1: yes and we can all relate yes. um that was very kind lizzie thank, thank you, you lizzie
0: so much. And, and lizzie it's... is
1: the listener of the week because <laughs> before lizzie it. the last one was may 10th yeah it was wrong so... for may I have nothing to say to any of you. Cool.
0: <laughs> so, if you have not left us a review yet, please. This is the best way to help the show. Leave us a five star rating. Leave us a review. Just say like they smell great. I don't. It would know, be like... so nice. If... Where's Friedrich? Like free Friedrich. Something. Just write if something. Every if every
1: episode we had a new review. That would be... so that's one. Currently, it's once every two weeks. Yeah, that's not hard. It's really not hard. <laughs> Here, I'll I'll pause right now. You can go leave a review. Are you done? Perfect. Thank now you. Now we can finish the show.
0: Thank you. So if you want to support the show, just leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcast. We are found wherever you find your podcasts. And that's it. We'll be back in two weeks. We're going to be talking about Muppets Now.
1: Muppets Now. The Muppets
0: are back. For and,
1: yet another installment.
0: Yes. We're watching Muppets Now. And let's just, in general, talk about the Muppets. Just as an Great, overall thing. Because you
1: watched the Muppets for the first time.
0: Yes, I did. And I am a muppet.
1: Am I a man or a muppet? I'm a muppet of a man. You're
0: telling me. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been a podcast on Not A Bit Network. Find us on Instagram at Not A Bit Network for our other shows. I think it's because you're just taller, so you can't do what I'm doing, which is lean into the
1: microphone. I mean, I could. I just would have to be, like, here.
0: But I'm still, like, you know, my core is still intact. My heart is still open. And I'm leaning.
1: My heart is still open? Yes,
0: because I do yoga now, and that's how we do. (sighs) When we breathe, we open Uh our heart. Mm
1: -hmm.